Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 54 of the IT Career Energizer, a weekly podcast where I chat with inspiring IT professionals, consultants, and experts from around the world. To find out more about the podcast, visit itcareerenergizer.com. And remember to subscribe to get new episodes automatically downloaded to your device. And now let's chat with today's featured guest, Dan Wallin. Dan founded Walling Consulting, which provides training, architecture, and mentoring services on web technologies. He's also published multiple development courses on Pluralsight and Udemy. Dan is a Docker captain, Google GDE, Microsoft MVP, and regional director, and speaks at conferences and user groups around the world. So Dan, can I ask you to expand on that brief bio and tell us a little bit more about yourself? Well, sure. Well, first off, thanks for having me on the, the podcast, Phil. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, so my background, I uh, run a consulting company. We do a lot of corporate training on various subjects from Angular and Spas and React to Docker, Node.js, ASP.NET Core, those types of things. And I uh, like to stay really involved in the development community. Yep. Well, that must keep you pretty busy. Yeah, I I, uh, I always joke that you know if you're bored in technology, you're just not trying hard enough. Yes, because <laughs> <laughs> you know there's no shortage of uh, things to do. So yeah, I, I stay very busy. Yeah. So can you tell us maybe a unique career tip that the IT career energizer audience need to and possibly don't? Well, I, I don't know that you know some of the things I would say initially, and then we can expand more if you'd like. Um, are what I would call common sense, but for some reason in the IT field, apparently it's not common sense to at least some people. Um, and I'm sure I've been guilty of some of this as well at some point. But you know, I think my, my number one thing of all is to always be respectful and honest. Um, I, I know that's very like basic, but, you know, honesty, it's just so easy to detect as you work with different companies. And we work with a lot of companies around the world, um, you know, who's kind of giving you the straight shoot on a project or if they're, you know, just talking wherever. <laughs> so I think there's a, that goes a long way in, uh, you know, people that want to advance their career and just being respectful and honest first off. Very easy to do. Yeah. The other thing that uh, is probably my biggest career advice is, so I've been through several points in my career where you kind of hit just a complete wall, meaning that the technology you worked with completely was killed by the company or you know something along those lines. And I've, uh, given that we work with a lot of different companies and a lot of developers around the world, you know, you, you have the development crowd that they know what they know and they don't want to learn anything else. And then you have the crowd that always wants to learn even outside of their comfort zone. So my, I guess, second tip would be, you know, every day to me is a new day to learn something that's new and maybe outside my comfort zone. So I have, uh, 
the way I track kind of all the stuff I read and a lot of the stuff I do is web development oriented, but you know, it could be AI, it could be uh, BI for business intelligence type stuff, whatever it may be. But I keep uh, Flipboard magazines. In fact, they're up on my blog that anybody can get to them for, you know, different categories. So whether it's, you know, spas or programming on the server with my kind of specialties are node or ASP.NET core or Docker. I love that or Azure or cloud, you know, those type of things. But, you know, really uh, given that I am in the, the training business as, as well as architecture and things that really sets developers apart. And I, I don't think it's just for it, of course, this applies to, but definitely in our world, the willingness to learn, the ability to learn quickly. And I think there's kind of a skill to it. You know, it takes a little practice, but the more you learn, the more your brain expands and the more career opportunities open up. So that'd be kind of my second one. Um, you know, my, my third kind of relates back to what I'll call a, a human condition. And I grew up apparently as a really anxious kid. Um, when I was in the second or third grade, the teacher handed out awards for, which I don't even think they would do this nowadays. It would probably be considered, uh, I don't know, somebody to sue somebody these days. But <laughs> yes. I literally got an award for head worry wart. <laughs> I <laughs> literally got an award for head. And I remember I was kind of proud because I got an award. <laughs> Uh, so I must have been a real worrisome, anxious little kid. And to be honest, that kind of carried over, you know, taking tests. I remember in high school and college and stuff like that, I'd get very nervous and very anxious. And so I think uh, when it comes to career, you know, some people are pretty comfortable with, I'm just going to work the nine to five job and work for a company. And I say, great, if that's what your, your, your thing is, go for it. I, uh, kind of got thrown into my own company. Um, you know, I run, it's called Walling Consulting. And the way it happened was um, I was working for a startup and the startup, this was in the tech bubble, by the way. So I'm kind of dating myself a little bit here, but around 2000, the uh, startup funding ran out for this company I was working for. And all of a sudden I didn't have a job. You know, it was kind of my first time ever getting laid off, if you will. Yeah. And you know, things, I won't go through the whole story, things progressed and progressed and progressed. And finally, I started my my own company really quickly after that. And that's when I first started getting into training and uh, consulting. But the backstory to that is I was one of those that no, you, you know, my parents were always like, you got to go work for a company. And you and again, there's nothing wrong with doing that. But the thought of kind of starting your own company was not in my family's uh, repertoire, if you will. We just didn't do that. You know, you know my, my dad had the same job my whole time growing up and didn't really move at all. So my last kind of really big tip, and I, I think this is one that everybody fights, is everybody, you know, has moments of anxiety and fear about a career change or starting your own company or whatever. And, you know, I finally hit a point in my kind of right around when I turned 40 where I said, boy, I got to get this under control. You know, like this is kind of ridiculous. The amount of anxiety I feel for, you know, maybe I just landed a new deal with a company and I'm worried, Oh, what if I can't do it? Or, you know, maybe you landed a new project at, at maybe a nine to five type job, or maybe you're a consultant and you're like, well, what if I can't do it? You know, everybody fights this. 
And so what I really got into, and this is a kind of my number one passion behind IT is the whole concept of investing in not only exercise, but your mind, uh, learning to control what you think, how you think. And, you know, I'm really into this. It's, it's a big term these days, but mindfulness. So I think uh, advancing career, it's amazing how much we hold ourselves back by what we think. And uh, the way I kind of gauge this is sit down in a chair, have everything quiet, and how long can you sit before you start to just like, oh, I can't take it. I got, I got to go do something. You know, I got to look, I got to check my phone. I got to look at my email. I got to, you know, how, how quiet can you keep your mind for how long? And uh, you'll find it's hard. <laughs> it's really yes. hard. So anyway, that'd be my, my last one is, uh, you know, the moment you learn to kind of control, and I won't say I've mastered it. I don't think anyone does, but it's, it's like a lifelong learning process, but the more you learn to master that aspect of your life, the more I think your career will just make leaps and bounds going forward. Yeah. Because I think a lot of us are just held back by certain beliefs we have about ourselves, certain thoughts we constantly have about ourselves, oftentimes, which are not even reality. They're just what we think. So anyway. Okay. Can you maybe tell us the story of your worst IT career moment? That I have probably a couple <laughs> or several. Um, you know, everybody has the the fun moments, fun in quotes. Uh, I think for me, uh, I so I mentioned I worked for a, uh, a startup, and right before that startup, uh, I the reason I got into it was there was a friend. I was at a consulting firm based in Phoenix, Arizona, and. Uh, I was on a, it was a credit card company. I won't say the name of the company, but it was a big project. And I came in, it was about three quarters done when I came into the project. So everything was pretty much in place, but there were still some new features. Well, the project was, let's just say challenging and most people quit. Um, in fact, it got to the point where it was me and the project manager. And the only reason I didn't quit is I had just joined this consulting firm. I, I was like, I'm not changing jobs again. Yeah. Well, long story short, uh, we had, uh, we were given a requirement that it was one of those, Oh, we forgot to tell you, but before we start testing in three days, we need 14 fields encrypted in the database. Now keep in mind, this is something they obviously should have told us right up front, yeah. but they didn't, you know, real life. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, what ended up happening was I, I came up with an idea. I said, all right, well, because this was all COM plus and, and uh, Visual Basic and C++ COM objects. So it, it wasn't that easy back then to do updates because you had RegSurf32 and all this messy registry stuff. Yeah. But long story short, we're in a meeting and, and I came up, this is when some of the team members were still there. I came up with this bright idea about, well, how about we... Uh, we, you know, I, I knew you could call out to like C++ from a store procedure in SQL Server. And this was, gosh, probably SQL 7 or something like that back then. And, uh, and it worked. And that's what we did. We just updated the store procedures to do the encryption. We called out to a C++ object and it did it. And that fixed the problem. Well, kind of fixed the problem. So they do testing. Two weeks later, we go in to look at the data and it's all gibberish. And what had happened was... The really short part of the long story here is that it turns out there was a bug in SQL Server at the time 
and the encryption would occasionally not work right um, with the call out to the C++ object. And long story short, we lost all the test data. <laughs> so yes. that was not a good experience. Um, and at that point, it's just me and the project manager. And that's when I said, all right, I'm done. Like, I'm moving on. And that's why I went to the startup. Right. Okay. Can you maybe take us to your career highlight or greatest success and tell us about that? I don't know that there's a particular moment where I go, I won this award, or I mean, everybody can pick out those things. Honestly, to me, I think the coolest thing, um, given that you're not that far from London, I had a guy come up last year at a conference and uh, in a nutshell, basically said, you are the reason I have a job in technology. Yeah. And I was like, wow, really? <laughs> so he, he told me he had watched, I had this AngularJS in 60-ish minutes video on YouTube and he had watched it and that kind of, I don't know, made him jump into it. He had, I guess at that point he hadn't really done any development. And he decided he wanted to be a developer. And now the cool thing is this guy, he actually speaks all over the place now. And I'm not sure if he runs his own company or who he works for, but it's those kind of things, uh, given that I have done a lot of training over the years to many, many developers that are probably the big successes, I think, where you know you hear from them later that, hey, guess what I'm doing now? I'm now manager of this team. And you're like, wow, when I knew you, you, know, you were just learning the language. Yes. So good job. And to me, that's probably the coolest part because that's where, you know, it's not just about you. It's like, wow, look how I was able to help these other people advance. And that, that's pretty fun. Yeah, I think the self-satisfaction of, of meeting people like that later on is, is fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I, you know, for this guy, uh, we still keep in touch now, so. What excites you about the future of the IT industry and careers in IT? I think the most exciting thing is, you know, the sky's the limit. There is no limit. And there's a lot of careers out there. And I know this because I have some folks in my kind of extended family who guess what they want to get into now? Development. <laughs> because, you know, they're kind of in some dead end type of careers that there's just not a lot of upward motion, uh, not a lot of way, you know, to advance their career or to make more money or whatever it is you're after. So I think just the fact that, you know, I mentioned one of my career tips is always be learning. Just learn, learn, learn. Yeah. Um, luckily for me, learn, learn, learn. Is a, it's just like a, a hobby. Um, everywhere I go, if I have a break, you know, I'll be reading up on something because I just want to learn how to do that. I may not use it ever, but you know, at least I know about it. Um, and so I think uh, the most exciting thing is just that ability to, you know, if tomorrow I wanted to switch to AI, which I, I'll be honest, I'm not an expert in AI, but it would be possible to do that. You know, it's just how much time do you want to invest? How much do you believe in yourself that you can do it? And, you know, once you get that confidence that you can do it, boom, you're off and running and you yep. could uh, switch careers there. So I think that's probably the coolest thing. Now, aside from that, I think the rewarding thing is that I view programming as kind of almost like uh, solving a puzzle. It's, it's almost like playing a game all day long, although the game can be very frustrating sometimes, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, when things don't work, I spent the last week on something that I just solved uh, two nights ago, actually. It was very challenging, but we got it. But anyway, uh, I think that's kind of the other thing is you, you never get bored. Yeah. And I said earlier when we started, uh, 
you know, if you're getting bored in technology, you're just not trying hard enough. Yes. <laughs> it's now time for the reveal round. Are you ready for this? Sure. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? Uh, well, I uh, got an Apple IIc. This is also dating me. Yeah. Uh, I, think they, I think that came out in 85, maybe, 84, 85, something like that, 1984. I'm not sure. But anyway, uh, I did a teeny bit of, I don't even know what it was. It was probably like Apple Script or something like that. It was a basic language. I know that. And there used to be this game called Wizardry. It was a uh, kind of adventure game, but all words, no graphics, if I remember right. And uh, so I didn't get into it that serious to write games, but I did learn a little bit of scripting because I was like, how are they doing this? You know, I was curious, but I didn't do anything after that. In high school, I even took, we used to call them trash 80s, TRS 80s. I took a basic class, but that was pretty much it. Didn't really, I enjoyed it, but didn't do much. So what really got me into it, uh, in college, one of my good friends one day came and literally his name's Jim. I, I probably owe my entire career to Jim, technically. Um, he came and said, hey, I'm going down to, uh, he was an engineer, not software though. Uh, I think he was uh, mechanical. And he said, I'm going to the lab. We have this new uh, network thing and you can get to this thing called you know, the web or the internet, whatever they called it back then. And uh, do you want to come? And I said, yeah. And this is back when the browser was Mosaic, which was, you know, predates Netscape. Indeed, yes. And uh, I don't know if you were old enough, Phil, to remember oh, I that. Am. <laughs> yes. Okay, well, then, you know. <laughs> uh, and so anyway, uh, I, I learned that you could right-click and view source or some, I don't know if it was a right-click back then, but I printed out the source code. And here's the funny thing. For those that are new to this world, if I can do it, you can do it. Because I, I literally, to this day, remember, I printed out the HTML. And we all know HTML is very simple. And I remember walking up the stairs to my apartment going, oh, my gosh, I could never do this. Because it looks so hard, you know, when you've never seen tags and stuff like that. And anyway, uh, so from there, that spurred everything. I, uh, I talked to uh, my girlfriend at the time for Christmas. What do you want? And I wanted, I, I said, well, I, you know, I, I kind of want to learn this one thing over here. And uh, give me this book. And so she got me that book and boom, that was it. I was hooked. What is the best career advice you've ever received? You know, probably, and, and again, this is a little bit maybe uh, average or cliche sounding or, you know, like normal, but, you know, treat others as you want to be treated. Um, yeah. I'm a big Big, big believer, and that goes a long way. I've I've dealt with some phenomenal managers and developers, and you know, CEOs, vice presidents, stuff like that. And I've also dealt with some not so phenomenal, where you know, after that meeting, you're like, well, I won't be hanging out with them. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, honestly, uh, I think the biggest thing in any career is just how do you treat people around you on a daily basis. If you were to begin your IT career again right now, what would you do? Ooh, good question. Um, I think I'd probably get into, given that we're definitely moving into a now kind of realm of or a, a time period of AI. Um, if I was to start now, I think I'd jump into AI. Yeah. Yeah. What career objectives are you focusing on right now? Right now, uh, we're pretty hyper-focused on a new 
product we're working on that we hope will kind of take online learning to the next level. Um, much more than just videos, which I've done tons of video courses and videos great, but I'm pretty convinced having done more classroom courses, video is not a great way to, uh, get practical experience. No. It's just a great way to learn or hear about, you know, technologies. Yep. So, uh, right now my focus is on helping if I can get this thing fixed and working, um, it's a pretty big project on helping people expand their knowledge much more quickly, but in a more practical way, hands-on. And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? Uh, besides the people and mind stuff I mentioned, uh, probably just the desire to learn. Yes. I would say, you know, in addition to number one on my list is how do you treat people? Number two is probably how do you treat yourself mentally? Uh, and then number three would be, you got to learn. And I think in any career, if you're the person that is willing to put in that time, you're going to do well. Yep. Dan, can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT career energizer audience? Well, if you would have talked to me back in my 30, 20s, 30s, you know, whatever, and said, hey, you need to make time for yourself to get control of yourself, you know, whether it's, again, anxiety, fear, anger, whatever it is you're dealing with in life, I would have been like, well, that's for monks or something, you know? Yeah. So I really am a big, in fact, I, we're going to release a new blog here, hopefully in the next few months. I have a new domain called Mindfulness with Dan. I have Code with Dan as my technical site, but we're going to do a whole new thing on techniques to, you know, help you if you're speaking or got to make a presentation or jump into a new technology or, you know, whatever it may be. So I, I think there's uh, so much that's kind of not studied yet. In fact, there's a lot of studies now out there that show the benefits of this. So I would say if you haven't looked into this whole concept of mindfulness, basically it's self-awareness of what are you thinking on a daily basis? Because it turn, turns out you might be just tearing yourself down all day long and not even realizing it. Yep. And that's, I finally got to the point I realized that's what I was doing. So that's a big one for me right now. I'm pretty passionate about that. Uh, other than that though, I'll, I'll just go back to the golden rule of treat others as you want to be treated. Uh, probably the last one I'll throw in, you know, my wife always told me this. I've always been one that I love meeting and talking with people, but I didn't necessarily go out of my way to meet them. And I remember she used to say, you got to be better at networking because she's like social butterfly and she's awesome. Everybody loves her, you know, and she, she was right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, the more, you know, whether it's good friends or just acquaintances you make at conferences or online at, or at meetups or whatever you go to, the better it's going to be for your career. So definitely if you're not into getting out and kind of putting yourself out there, at, le at least go attend like a meetup meet some people, introduce yourself. And uh, you'd be amazed how all of a sudden you're like, I wanted to do this job. And all of a sudden you meet someone that we have a position for that. Yes. And boom, next yeah. thing you know, you have that job. So I'd say networking is a big one too. Yep. And finally, what's the best way we can find out more about you and potentially connect with you? Uh, so yeah. Um, so codewithdan.com is uh, our my company domain. Nobody can spell my last name right. It's Walleen, but 
doesn't spell like that. So I gave up on wallingconsulting.com. So codewithdan.com uh, or on Twitter, I'm on there a lot. Um, it's just at Dan Walling, W-A-H-L-I-N. Great. Dan, thanks for joining me on the IT Career Energizer podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Well, it's great chatting with you, Phil. Thanks a lot for having me. My thanks to Dan for being my guest on today's show. You can find full show notes on the website at itcareerenergizer.com slash e54. In the next episode, I'll be talking with Monica Beckwith, an independent performance consultant, trainer, and co-author of the Java Performance Companion. You can get this and other future episodes automatically downloaded and available to play by simply subscribing to the podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or whichever streaming service you're using to listen. Thanks for listening, and remember, if you're not growing your career, you're slowing your career. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.